Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, AJ McLean, with my beautiful co-host, a vision in green, Cher <laughs> Bear. You just called me a leprechaun, so I'm not sure about I, that. I, I did call you a leprechaun. <laughs> Cheryl Burke and the handsome and debonair El Capitan himself, Renee Elizondo. Hey, uh, welcome, welcome. Renee, me hey, and you hey. have to do the intros from now on, I think. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. He, is, oh, is he starting to get a little burnt out, you think? He's just like, yeah, you know, it's just very, like, I, I just would like some, like, shocking intros once in a while, you little know? like burnout? Miss I mean, Leprechaun I could do that. Filipina. I could do that, but I, I don't know what might come out. That's what, I mean, look, That's the power the of, fun part the power of editing, right? Power <laughs> yeah, of editing. right. Exactly. Um, all right. So, look. We're just going to dive right in. It's it's no news to anyone unless you're living under a rock. Um, the situation going on with my homegirl, Britney Spears, and the uh, conservatorship battle that is happening, uh, that happened, that uh, literally kind of came to a head last week. Um, you know, and we, I, want, we want to talk about it because in the world of, uh, mental health, watching from a distance, right? And that's what we talk about. So, yeah. yeah. And also, I just I'm, heard one of her podcasts, like not hers, but like a fan's, and it was so mind boggling, like how crazy this is. It is. I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, let's, let's journey back um, probably what, 14 years ago, um, you know, before the conservatorship started. Uh, when the whole public kind of moment happened when she shaved her head and she, you know, kind of went off on the, on the paparazzi and all of these things. And, you know, that, that was kind of the catalyst for this whole conservatorship. Um, but 
you know, look. Was it really or was it an excuse? When, when I met Brittany, Brittany was living in the same apartment complex as me when she was doing the Mickey Mouse Club. Back in the day with Christina Aguilera, Gosling, JT, your, and JC. Your crush. Um, and like literally, I would see her walking to her apartment and she was the sweetest, sweetest girl. Um, and, you know, look, obviously, I, I could speak for myself. I was 14 when Backstreet Boys started. And... You know, I, I don't even know how old she was. I'm pretty sure maybe maybe a, like, like a year younger than me or two years younger than me when she was on Mickey Mouse Club. And it's like, you know, as a young person, boy or girl, kind of thrust into this business, it is, it I mean, it, it, it makes your head spin. It's mm-hmm. out of this world. But, you know, I would compare the level of insanity with Britney to what happened to Princess Diana, what has happened to a lot of people with the paparazzi and the the breathing down your neck and literally not having an ounce of space to live a normal life. I mean, literally, you know, uh, to the point where her music videos, her song subject yeah. matter turned into basically a cry for help. Yeah. You know, I mean, Peace of Me, all of these songs, you know, so it's it's sad to see what has transpired over the last 13 years. Yeah. Um, me personally, um, I don't agree with it, but that's just my personal opinion. You Again, don't agree, with agree with what? I don't agree with the conservatorship lasting as long as it has. Um, but again, full disclosure, I only know one side of it. You know what I mean? So I I don't know what is going through the parents' minds. I don't know what is going through the family's minds. But at the same time, in my opinion, I think it should have ended a while ago and or at least gotten dumbed down a bit. But I mean, a all of the public knowledge that's come out recently about you know, that all of the things that she has said, it's, it's sad. It's so sad. And it's, it, to me, it just doesn't seem fair. Um, and you know, I, I do hope that the resolute is that this poor girl can, can, can finally have her life back. Even if she never touches stage again, tours again, none, none of that, just to be able to go to the grocery store by yourself, drive yourself, go pick up groceries, spend some time with your kids and be able to go get a physical if you feel, you know, sick. And you know, she wants to take her IUD out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, look, what is What's the definition of a conservatorship? I mean, really, that only happens if somebody can't think for themselves or if they're very like elders. Right. Um, I don't think, again, like you said, AJ, I don't, we don't know the other side, but when you're trying to control somebody's money who, who has earned every single penny of it, it's just a little iffy. Even if she's not mentally 100% stable, that's irrelevant. Like she could do whatever she wants with her money. She could do whatever she wants. And for it to be controlled is a little shady. 
That's all I'm saying. It's just my opinion. I don't know yeah. both sides, but either way, she's an adult. She's 39. And honestly, you, you know, she can't even take out the IUD that have, was put inside of her. That is so, that is just not okay to me. Yeah. It, I agree For- with you guys. It, it, you know, from a distance, the whole, the whole thing feels un, unfair. And we do have to say, you've all said it, we don't know the full story right? It's easy from a distance to draw a conclusion of what we think should be done. For me, I really wanted to really open the whole thing more towards the sacrifices that young entertainers end up making that sometimes leads them into the deep end. You know, for you, AJ, drugs and alcohol became a haven, a safe place for a while, away from all that pressure, I imagine, right? Yeah, and, of course. And, and for you too, Cheryl, I imagine you grew up on stage. Let's mm-hmm. call it what it is. You grew up on stage. You didn't live a normal life. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it's, I cannot even imagine what it's like to day in and day out be in a competition. You mm-hmm. have to get better. You have to Constantly, win. You have to yeah. do this. You're never good and enough. So <laughs> you're never good enough. So then you find wine or whatever it was and it just gets rid of that 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 you know stress for a while right Mm -hmm. and so i feel like i've had front row seats to you know uh being with janet for many years and the level of stress when you feel it's a constant race when you Mm -hmm. feel that constantly it's it's like looking at the billboard charts uh, where your ticket sales on concerts and all that stuff. And I just think that the sad part is, is how we do see people sometimes break under pressure and it has to be public, right? Um, not because they choose it to be, but I would like to ask you a question, you both of you a question, like what besides the drinking and the drugging, what was some of the most stressful times in your careers? That's the question right there. I mean, for me, it's competition. I would fake, I would fake throwing up in the bathroom stall, and I would make, I would make sure my mom would hear me because I had so much anxiety as a teenager. And every time before competitions, I would just psych myself out, and my mom would. You know, she already entered us in the competition. Like we traveled to God knows where we could be in Europe. And I'm like here faking my sickness because I can't handle my anxiety. And there's competitions about twice a week all year around. So, I mean, I think for me, it was more so uh, acceptance from my peers. Like there, there was never really any. I mean, look, yes, my schedule was stressful, you know, multiple shows a week, traveling, living out of a suitcase comes with just natural stress but really for me it was more about you know external validation and just being being accepted by everyone else because I didn't I didn't like myself I I didn't think I deserved to have the notoriety that was that was blessed in my life and the success that was given that was earned you know I don't I back then I didn't think that it that that I was worthy of it so mm-hmm. in, in, you know, having that thought pattern, what do I do? I go and I try to get in with the in crowd and I try to do all this, that, and the other. And the in crowd in my mind were the partiers, were the people that were, you know, who's, who's going to fit, you know, foot the biggest bill. 
uh, at the club? Who's going to buy all the bottle service? Who's going to Who's going to make sure that we got drugs in the hotel room that night? You know, I was the but one was always before. making this is when sure. You were a kid, right? When you were what? a kid, because you this was before you yeah. were twenty one, even right? Yeah, before. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I was a late bloomer, as 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 people right. know. I didn't really start getting cuckoo's nest until about twenty five. But mm. you know, but when I was a kid. When I was younger, I mean, I was 14 when the group started. So Mm -hmm. 14 to like 21, I was just doing whatever anybody said, you know, like our label pointed. I just went that way. Our management pointed. I went that way. I never asked questions. I never batted an eye. I just did what I was told. But you were the head. You were like the OG, right? The first Backstreet Boy. Yeah, I am. I am the OG. Okay. Um, But, you know, again... What what I think is interesting in comparing to what's happening with Britney is like, now look, this is, I'm going to preface by saying it's not the case for everyone, but a lot of people that I've seen that, that have come in and out of my life that have suffered from drugs and alcohol or mental health issues or whatever the case is in that world, by doing the work, they have come out the other side. Now, again, not all of them. Some of them don't. Don't mm-hmm. do the Un- work. That well, if you don't do the work, obviously we know how th- how that's going to go. And then, uh, or there's been other ones, sadly, that relapsed once and ended up ODing. But mm-hmm. again, Isn't who's to know? say exactly what what level Britney was at when this conservatorship started? And just to just for all all of our listeners that may or may not know what conservatorship is, it is referred to as a guardianship generally described as a situation in which a court appoints someone, often a spouse, parent, attorney, or other qualified adult, to make decisions for another adult who is considered unable to do so for themselves. And she That is what conservatorship is. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, um, she's been forced to take lithium. She's been supposedly, they said that she can't hang out with certain people, including her AAA friends as well in the program that um, obviously help her stay sober and... Um, it's crazy because if she can talk for herself, she could definitely make decisions, I think, for herself. Whether or not those are sound sound decisions, whether her parents disagree, agree is irrelevant. Yeah. So maybe. lithium, right, is for bipolarity, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. someone is truly bipolar, they need to be on lithium. The mm-hmm. thing is, I don't know if she's bipolar. I don't know if they're medicating her to control her. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We don't know that. Now, I do know that bipolarity is a very serious mm-hmm. mental disorder uh, that causes people to kill themselves, right? Uh, suicidal depression. They go from manic, I th- they think they could conquer the world, uh, to absolute don't deserve to live, and they bounce back and forth. That's the thing. Is she bipolar? I don't know. Like, you know, like th- these are, for me, the the questions are like, as far as Britney goes, I don't know enough about it to draw conclusions. But how but, about the IUD? That's really messed up. Well, yeah, yeah. It, like, look, there. without knowing all the details, let's just put Britney aside for a second, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody were to say to me, that mom, and I'm not starting rumors, I have, this is just complete, con- this is just a, an example. If somebody says, that mom, when she goes into depression, she talks about wanting to kill herself and her kids, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, you'd be, you'd think, oh, we got to protect her from herself. But because I don't know anything like that about Brittany, you said it earlier. Um, I think the question I think we have is, 
is she suffering from something that where she needs to be protected from herself or are people using all of this as an excuse to exploit her like using her mental health you mean her st- like the status yeah of her pretending and think about it both scenarios are equally tragic right yeah. if let's say she is mentally ill to the point of she's in a danger to herself or to other people that's a tragedy if she happens to be sort of the one sane person in the psych ward that says, you guys, I'm not crazy, but no one believes you, mm-hmm. right? That's tragic too. I mean, like you we know? also don't know. I mean, I saw some documentary about Brittany and when she would do when she was shaved her head and all of that. Like, it's almost like it kind of went towards the fact that like, no wonder she did that because this paparazzi, I mean, I can't even imagine, right? Like these, the same paparazzi guy or the, the same group just consistently following her wherever she goes. And then I think she had her kids with her in the car. Yeah. So like, we just never know the reasoning, right? Yeah. I mean, like for me, I never experienced that level of insanity as far as like the paparazzi, you know, but again, I also was a bit of an introvert at the Mm -hmm. height of our career where, because I couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't leave my house, you know, to go to the mall without being bombarded. So instead of putting myself in that situation, I just never left my house. And that was just, you know, that, that was adding to the stress that I put on my brain Mm -hmm. And I just sit at home and drink and do drugs and just not be bothered with it, you know. But and what's so crazy is now here we are 28 years later and the paparazzi and all of these things for Backstreet are now more more crazy or crazier now than they've ever been, which is which Mm. just blows my mind. Like it's like you guys are like 28 years late, but all right, whatever, you know. But look, at the end of the day. The truth will come out, bottom line, whatever that is. What did you guys, what did she say about her AA friends? You guys saw it, I didn't. So as far as the AA thing goes, uh, you know, Brittany said that she did meetings for two years, three meetings a week, and that has been told that she cannot have any contact with any of the women that she met in these meetings, any of the friends that she made, the fellowship in these meetings, Um, she's been told that she cannot have contact. And I think that's bullshit because honest to God, the fellowship in the program of AA or any of our programs is key fellowship to be able to be there for one another and lean on each other. So I think that's BS. Wow. So if she, if let's just say for a second, assume that she is an alcoholic or a drug addict, right? Let's just for a second, because if she's mentioning AA, that means she's accepted that she's had a problem with drinking and drugging, mm-hmm. right? Or drinking well, or drugging. I don't know. I don't think she, it's her choice regardless. So, but, but if she said that she's not allowed to talk to her AA friends, that's tragic because yeah. if she accepts that she has a, a problem is willing to get help, but then is limited to the the amount of help. Because for us, AJ, you know this, yeah. fellowship is one of the key things to our sobriety is being able to talk to our people that like-minded individuals mm-hmm. that help keep us afloat. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's, to me, that's one of the key things where when I get to hang out with my friends that are sober, 
and they're having a good time and we're having a good time and there's no drugs or alcohol anywhere in the picture, mm -hmm. that we draw so much strength from like-minded individuals. So that's tragic that's, if she's yeah. not being allowed to seek yeah. help. But we don't, we don't even know if she even wanted to go to AA. Cause again, like I think everything is controlled, right? Or if she's even had that come to Jesus, like I do have a problem. I hope she has had that if she does have a problem. Well, if right? she mentioned, if she mentioned not being allowed to talk yeah. to her yeah, AA friends, that seems yeah. like she's admitting that she needs to talk to them. But the yeah. question I have about that statement is, and again, not knowing the full information, but just where my mind goes is, okay, so you're not allowed to speak to your fellowship, but and you're in a program. Are you in a program because before right. you had a problem or you're in a program now because of all the meds that they've put you on to supposedly, quote unquote, keep you sane? Have be, you, yeah. like, so that, I mean, look, again, there's so many variables to this situation, but you most importantly, yeah. most importantly, here is a young woman who is a mom, who is a very talented young woman who I believe deserves a chance at a normal life. And, 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 and I believe has every right to say what she is saying now. This is her mm -hmm. body. This is her mind. This is her spirit. And, and her I am 100 million percent on the free Britney train because I completely agree with it. And I think, look, all of us should just pray for Britney. And, yeah. uh, and also, and look, also pray for her family because, you know, again, I can't even imagine as a parent what is going through her mom and her dad's mind, you know, watching her grow up in this business and have the highs and lows. My mom has seen me go through it. You know, fortunately, God willing, I stay sober. My children never have to see me go through that and then them go through it. So again, I, I want to put out a prayer for all of them, both sides, her and her parents and her, the whole entire gang because again, we don't know. We don't you know. know. But she can't be forced to work. Like that is a fact. Like we know that she's been forced to work, right? Like the girl needs a break. She wants to go to Hawaii with her boyfriend and drive in the car when he's driving. Just give it to her. Yep. Agreed. And you know, for me, I also feel the need to say that all of us that have hit rock bottom because of addiction at one point, from you know you look at us and you're like yeah they need to be locked up <laughs> you know it's just yeah. we're we're like crazy Literally. by definition because we're look doing crazy face. yeah well <laughs> we're doing crazy things because right we we're, we're we're using drugs we're getting in trouble we're using more drugs and yes all of us at one point look like they need to be like locked up like and actually me, looked like it <laughs> right <laughs> and but the, so here's the thing like yeah, if she does have a, a, a an addiction problem, then get help for the addiction. You don't need to take over her life. You don't mm -hmm. need to the conservatorship and all this other stuff. So I, if that's the case, I end up feeling for anyone. Look, Brittany happens to be famous. But AJ and I know a lot of people that are not famous that end up struggling in the exact same way. And for us, we're like, dude, just come join us. 
hang out with us for a while. Don't I want to join don't you. Use drugs. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's. Let's do no, it. No, I when did. Are, I talked to you earlier this to, week, Renee. I know, do you remember? But when are you going to come join us? But remember, we're supposed to talk about it even more, so we can talk. Well, we're now. talking about it now. Let's yeah, talk let's about it. it. I think we have to go to break first. So maybe right, when yeah, we get let's, back, let's take a break <laughs> and then we're going to get it. Because now I'm like, wait, why wasn't I part of this conversation? Sorry, I had to call um, no, Renee. It's, fine. it's okay. It's an emergency. All right, listen, we're going to take a break, and when we come back. Uh, I'm curious to hear the rest of this conversation. We might yes. be getting a share bear to join the fold. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back here on iHeartRadio. Pretty messed up. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're gonna love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, you guys, we're back from uh, our little break here, and I am dying to know, 
as a fly on the wall right here, what this conversation was that was had between the two of you. I want to know what's going well, on. Well, Renee can say the second half, not the first half, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is like one, my one opportunity to make you jealous, AJ. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I all, I'm, I'm, I'm already jealous that I wasn't part <laughs> of this conversation. He's I actually was, shocked, I, I think. I was lucky enough to get a call from uh, Cheryl and her sister, and we chatted for a little while, and then she's like, hey, when can I join your your, your guys' circle, Well, at first I group? asked if there was enough room still, or if the invite was still an open invite. Always. Yeah, now, like always. So, the, the, look, no joking, <laughs> Cheryl, come hang with us. I swear to you, it's... It, it's like a spiritual cup of coffee like that. You, if you're feeling a little bit kind of you're feeling a little bit down. Yeah. Uh, you come, you hang with people, you hear us tell our stories, what, what we're dealing with on uh, on the day. And um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Yesterday was the first day we put our dog bubbles in the pool. Oh. Right now. Here's the thing. It's his first time in the pool, and all we did was guide him towards the steps. Mm-hmm. And he was able to dog paddle, get up in the steps, get out of the pool. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. We guide you towards the steps. No, it's great. But you guys, you I don't have know. to dog paddle. Totally. <laughs> yeah. No, and by the way, look, I've been feeling like drinking again a lot lately, and I realized like look no, I don't know how long our podcast hopefully lasts forever but I've realized when I was in Hawaii how codependent I am on the two of you in a way because I look forward to like these conversations of sobriety of like just AJ let's say talking about like your ups and downs in life and how it's been rough at times and then like you Renee just being like that voice of God and then I just like for some reason I was thinking of like what if this is all over one day and I had so much anxiety And then I think my husband just like, we had a bottle of champagne delivered to our room because of our anniversary. They obviously didn't know I I don't drink. But then Matt had like a little bit and never ever have I been triggered the last two and a half years until that day. And I was like, oh my God. And then I went to a friend's birthday party, same thing. And then of course, people who are not sober or who are not in the program, you know, I feel like I get bullied into drinking. Um, And so like a lot of them don't understand maybe that- no, of that like, you know, but look, I used to do that when I was a, when I was drinking. I would always bully people, but bully people more that were drinking, right? Like that were already drinking. But um, I just I remember just like it was scared me because my sister was with me, and I was just like, oh my gosh, Nicole, I just like I'm two seconds away, like, and that's the thing. It's like if I start. I just can't have one and I might as well just like just go into like this rabbit hole for a couple of weeks. No one will find me. And with all like a lot, I have a lot of personal stuff going on right now at the moment. And so um, it's been very I'm like on I feel like I'm walking a really tight rope at the moment. So I feel like I definitely therapy's not working right now. So this is a very serious subject. okay? and since we do have a podcast and we do talk about sobriety, it'd be a good time right here to sort of put a little light on this, okay? I'm an alcoholic. That means I've lost the capacity to control my drinking and using. That's it. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It means I have this disease, disorder, whatever you want to call it, where once I start, I can't stop, which Mm -hmm. simply means I can't guarantee you or anyone else if I have one glass of wine, I don't know if it's going to, if I'll wake up tomorrow going, holy crap, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. Or you guys won't see me for a year. 
-hmm. or I'll die because then I'll go to drugs, which is my thing too. Mm -hmm. So there, the disease of alcoholism sooner or later starts coming around if we're not doing something on a daily basis to remind ourselves that we have this disease, what will happen if we do drink, which is our circle that uh, mm -hmm. AJ and I do you know, pretty much every day. T today we, we didn't do it because we had a late podcast, but, um, but there will come a time. There will come a time where it crosses your mind like, but it's wow. never crossed my mind, Renee. Never. I, oh, I, but there will come a time. That's what there I'm saying. There was. There was oh, yeah. twice right. now. Yeah. So there comes a time where, where we're, we're in a bit of a weakened state because we're not... There's an old saying that says, we can't just stop drinking. We have to replace it with something. Mm -hmm. If we don't replace it with diamond something... Diamond painting. We're, <laughs> well, diamond painting to a point, but now yeah. that didn't even help. It's not working. Right? Yeah. So... I have to be around like-minded individuals mm -hmm. that tell me their story, that, that remind me what's mm -hmm. happened to them in the past. And I'm like, oh, that's right. It's so easy to forget mm -hmm. why I stopped. It's so easy yeah. to forget. I didn't stop because I was on a winning streak. I didn't stop because everything was going awesome. Yeah. I stopped because it stopped working for me, right? Mm -hmm. So, so That is very important. I think I'm so dependent on you guys in a way because like I think I, you're my only real sober friends and that are in a program that like just, you know, you guys have that vocabulary that is so uh, relatable for me that right. when I'm not around you guys, then I start to like yeah, you question. Forget. But I'll say we, this to you, Cheryl. Like I, up until this, this go around, I wasn't doing what is suggested. And I, and so I was doomed to fail every single time Wait, I tried to do this on my terms. Oh, got it. Got it. It you doesn't to work. Relapse. It doesn't yeah, yeah, work yeah. on my terms. Got so it. let's, let's do, let's get back so, for, for our view, our, our, our listeners. Let's get back to the ABCs here, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I drank because I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with my life or in my own skin, it was mm -hmm. a great way to escape my reality, right? Mm -hmm. So once I stopped, I was left with that reality that I was trying to escape. Your so thoughts, yeah. our goal in our, in our program, our goal, and it's laid out beautifully, is to sort through all that stuff that made me feel less than, mm -hmm. right? But that means that I can't just hang out with uh, sober people, I have to do what the long-term sobriety people did, which is, and I'm going to talk like the ABCs, I, which is what AJ had to finally start doing, which is the steps, mm -hmm. right? The steps are laid out perfectly. There's 12 of them, and they're designed to flush your plumbing out. They're designed mm -hmm. to get rid of all the garbage that I was carrying around for most of my life that made me think... I'm not good enough, right? Mm -hmm. I could act like I'm good enough, but underneath, I was like, if you knew who I was, I would. You wouldn't want to be my friend. Do the steps talk about like? Is there part of um, when you guys are like? I don't really know the program, right? Yeah. I'm familiar with the steps, but do you also talk about like trauma and how trauma plays a big deal in 100%. people's addiction? Absolutely, all of that. It, and if I look, I, 
it would be totally unfair for me to mention a particular gentleman that was someone that helped me so much. If I told you the traumas, and AJ knows this, that this man went through Mm -hmm. and got sober and didn't drink and died sober, Mm -hmm. you would be like, holy mother of God. If Mm -hmm. he got through that trauma, I can get through anything. Like, No, totally, yeah. Literally, when I tell you, I, I can just give you a glimpse, which was he woke up wrapped in plastic, naked in a dumpster next to a dead body in Hollywood. Oh and God. that was nowhere near the worst thing that ever happened to him. He was I know left you guys don't dead. discuss this, but Renee Nay, would you be my sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> so look, we could talk about that I'm off kidding. the air. I know. No, no, I but know. listen. I know it's listen. very sacred to the program. No, no. We'll talk about that off the air. But I have to tell you, I am so effing excited to hear you right now no no, listen now i've I've been held accountable right because i'm telling everybody but here's the thing cheryl nothing excites me more than somebody that's willing to do what aj and i have done because what ends up happening is like we're up on a hill and we're looking across to the other side that you can't see yet and we're like oh my god the the view so beautiful from up here and then you're 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 on the other side going, I don't know if I want to climb the hill. You're like, yeah. dude, we promise you, I'm come limping. up here. It's yeah. unbelievable. Okay. To imagine this, Cheryl, to feel comfortable in your own skin. Imagine not having that anxiety, waking up with doom and gloom. It's gonna uh, take a while. <laughs> but but here's the thing. There's it's no time con- limit. There's yeah. no time limit, no, and, right. but it's all contingent right. on yeah. doing the work. Yeah. Right. That's and how it. often do you guys do this every day? You said we we do this every day. Every and day. Like, what's required? It's, okay. So what's required is that you want to do something differently. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. And being open to what we've done. And I promise you, you start coming and you start hearing these other people's stories. You mm-hmm. get pumped. You get people? pumped in the same way the a Peloton instructor pumps you up. You know what I mean? Look, Cheryl, as they say in the, you know, in the book and as we've heard around the rooms, you know, the best thing about this is, you know, all that's asked of you. Mm-hmm. is to show up mm-hmm. and to, you know, the desire to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just That's for right. today. Well, That's I've done it. half of that. That's yeah. it. I mean, look, you know, I mean, I, I was literally, it's crazy because, you know, I still don't really 100% understand the concept of algorithms, right? Mm-hmm. I'm learning. But literally last night, before I went to bed, I was on my TikTok I was, you know, having my nightly smoke and what you know, whatever, in my my little my little cup of uh, Joe, and this page pops up, and it's all about sobriety, and mm-hmm. it's all these interviews from all these different people, whether they're actors, actresses, directors, doctors, whatever, and I was just like, a, I was blown away that it just popped up in my feed. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I went through every single, there was 36 videos hmm. on this page. I watched every single one nice. and it was like my, my, my brain almost exploded because even though it was 36 different people, they all said the same thing Totally. that, that they all knew that they were at the end of their rope mm-hmm. and that, you know, 
they 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 knew that that by 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 doing what is suggested, and again, there's no time limit. Right. You know, there are there are people that have taken years to do the steps. I'm one of them. I'm still can not you, done. Can Put you them guys, in my steps? You know, can we do? I mean, is it Zoom or are you guys doing in person now? Zoom, but Zoom, I think we're going mean, to start trying to put at least once a week uh, okay. a, a, in person. I mean, but I want to get back to you for a second. Okay. First, mm-hmm. I really need to commend you for saying this on our podcast. I've been thinking about drinking. Most people, a lot of people won't say it. Mm. And you I have said to say it, it or else I will drink. But that's well, amazing exactly. that you're willing to ask. And I really... I'm so happy that you are reaching out to us mm-hmm. so that you don't have to prove to yourself once again when you drink bad things happen. Don't no, totally. And thank Do you, you know guys I mean? for listening. Yeah, I know this is probably not part of the schedule of the podcast. No, but, I love um, it. No, but that's the best us. part about this. Yeah. That's that's what this is. That's what we are. We're look, we're family, we're in this together. Thank you. And that is that fellowship that we always talk about. Because honest to God, I mean, look, we all want the same common goal, which is to continue our lives sober and experience life on such a beautiful plane and not hide anymore and not let our demons win because they won for a long time. And there's so much more freedom freedom. that I've experienced, so much freedom in sobriety like I thought I had freedom when I was out doing whatever I wanted. No, totally. That's not freedom. Yeah. This is freedom what I'm living today. That's totally. just for me. So what's the next step, guys? Do I should we talk offline or do we just do I well, just show up? Look, here's the thing. Let's I'll you and I let's have a phone conversation okay. and okay. we'll I'll talk you through what's coming up next. Okay. But I swear I'm I have so to nervous. Say, I am seriously I'm my armpits are sweating. <laughs> Can I tell you something? It's normal to feel that way, Mm -hmm. right? Because my biggest fear in getting sober was, wait a minute, I don't know what you guys have done. Well, I have social anxiety, right? I'm a little nervous about how many people are there. Now, um, imagine getting to a place, I've seen over two decades now, I've seen people that have gone from social anxiety Mm -hmm. to being public speakers. Yeah, it, well, it's it's that miraculous. It's weird, now I, have, I don't I want can to speak in public. I just can't be around people for some reason well, that I that that are close. Like I can yeah. dance in front of millions, but I can't. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But here's the thing. Look, I mean, look. Like like we said, we are we're 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 pretty much on the precipice of physically having the meeting. There are some of us that are right. not local that are in other countries. countries. It does make um, me feel better that we would do. Maybe I should start out with doing Zoom first. That's oh, fine. It, uh, Whatever is, yeah, look, whatever is going to be comfortable for you, you start that way, you get to know the squad, it's a good-ass squad, and and then we go from there, you know? Here, uh, the thing is, Cheryl, again, for the real goal in getting sober is not just to stop drinking, it's to be able to fill in that emptiness that we've walked around for so long mm-hmm. right uh, this teaches us we we get these tools that help us get through life like aj says all the time getting through life on life's terms it doesn't it, it doesn't guarantee us that people aren't going to die it doesn't guarantee us that things aren't going to go our way 
But what it does do is it gives us the tools to deal with whatever happens without having to feel like a horse trapped in a burning barn. Totally. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. And that's exactly so, how I've been feeling. I just, I'm excited. And I'm going to call you. I'm calling you after the meeting. By the, okay, I mean, after this, I'm calling you. And if you, you want a three-way me, me in there, Let's I'm do free. It. Um, Let's do it. All right, you guys. Totally. We're going to take another break. This is King Rad. I'm so stoked right now. I can't be happier. I, I mean, this be is happier. like an early birthday present, Christmas present, for all me, of the above. F- for When's me. For you, because your birthday is coming up next, Renee. Yeah, I am so stoked, Cheryl. Uh, July 16th. Yeah, I'll, I will be fifty nine years. Get out of here! You look <laughs> yeah. like you're twenty. Yeah, I wish. And he I acts wish. like he's twelve. All right, you guys. But wait, this is my birthday present. Like, yeah. from, so, for oh, no, you to say to us live on air, you guys, I want to be. I want to take this to the next step. Wow. Normally, I, 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 I'm really good about reading what the show is. I didn't. So to me, this is what the show is supposed to be. <laughs> I just feel like I had to say it or else I would never go. I admire you so much for that. I Thanks. really do. Hats I really off do. To you, and I promise you, you're going to live a life beyond your wildest dreams <laughs> if you do the things that we I'm going to need you guys, though. If I go back to Dancing with Stars, I'm definitely going to need you guys. Oh, but you're going to so love it, awesome. babe. You're going to love it. It'll help you in every aspect your oh, relationships, yeah. your friendships, your dancing. I mean, it would have been nice had you done this before I was your partner, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. But you know what? This is why you were my partner, Renee. <laughs> I, I mean, Renee, AJ, because I would I have not, I don't think it would have been the same. No. This is yeah. exactly how it was mm-hmm. meant to be. Everything happens for a reason. I want, I'm going to go throw up really quick. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a break while you go throw up okay. and we'll be right back. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. 
how could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, you guys, we are back on iHeartRadio, pretty messed up. So listen, first of all, Share Bear, adore the hell out of you. I'm proud of you. This is massive. Um, obviously, the show that we had planned for you guys kind of took a little Sorry, sidebar, fans. but it was meant to be the way that it transpired. Uh, so unfortunately, we don't have time for all of your great questions, but please, as always, send us those questions Always hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. We love you guys. We do want to answer one question from Danetta. Uh, it says, AJ, if you could switch faces with one of your bandmates, whose would it be and why? Faces. Oh, wow. Okay. Good question. Um, all right. Danetta, <laughs> um, I'm going to say, and this, and, and, and fellas, which I don't even know if the boys listen to the show, but if they do, whatever, they, they know I have no filter. I wouldn't trade faces, but I would trade hair with Kevin. I have been so jealous of Kevin's thick-ass <laughs> hair for 28 years. I have to pay for mine. In fact, I am going to be going back under the knife uh, no in August, yes, to have my second cool. procedure so uh, that's going to be a fun one. We should definitely do a podcast. We should film it. Right after, <laughs> while I'm still kind of like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah and my totally. head's numb. Yeah. Yeah. Me and um, Renee will host that one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. So then uh, we do have another one from Christina. Uh, will there be an episode with Renee's wife? Yes. Will there, Nene, with uh, Britt? Look, uh, she would do it in a heartbeat. You you know her well, AJ. She, she's pretty funny but i don't know she's like would, you she's but like, i don't know she has the dry humor but i don't know what would come out of her mouth and it's <laughs> it's scared talk about scared i'd be I like would oh love my god that. oh my god what is she gonna say i think yes. i think that's that's all the more reason why we should have brit on the show oh gosh um, totally we should have all your and your kids take over one week as well a podcast Oh my gosh! Could you imagine <laughs> just li so li lyric wouldn't let anybody talk. Guys, no, guys, totally. guys, 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 guys. Uh, okay, one last question from Christina for Share Bear: Is there a type of dance that you would love the opportunity to learn? Hmm. I'm going to assume that you don't already know. No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't really. So I went to Argentina to learn how to Argentine tango in the middle of like a season, right? Because they added that dance. Now, 
we know how to fake it, but we don't really know. And I can speak for myself. I don't really know how to flamenco dance. So I would love to go spend like the summer in Spain and learn from like an amazing like flamenco dancer how to really do it instead of faking it. I think you would. Renee can it. teach you. I think that <laughs> no. was that's what I was my past life for sure was a flamenco I dancer. I think you, flamenco would you you would crush it because you have such a strong energy. Right. Thank you. And and the way they the way they clap and the way they oh, do just those, their the feet. Brum, 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 oh my god. The feet yeah. and, and those long and skirts like long. Yeah. 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 The feet yeah. and the way Cheryl can like Cheryl can isolate the you know those freaking hips and it's 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 kind of mesmerizing. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> thanks. When I'd see her doing her little moments, like when we were doing certain routines that involved something similar, hip action. I was like. What? I, I, oh, wow. I, I can't do that. Cheryl, fun little fact. My uncle, Hugo, was the number one flamenco guitarist no in all of way. Mexico. I love that. And he would tour the world with this amazing flamenco dancer named Pilar Rioja. Yes, of I went course. to go see them perform at a place in Mexico City called Bellas Artes. And it changed my life. Oh, I was oh, like, oh. what? I took my sister to Spain and all we did was go see flamenco dancers. Oh, it was amazing. It's so powerful, isn't it? Is, it? Oh, you know, if, if, unless uh, unless I'm wrong. So Spain, when it, was, when it was inhabited by the North Africans, the Moors, they brought in that Arabic sound mm -hmm. into, that's the roots of flamenco. comes mm. from like... Uh, the Arabic sound, you know, so it's, yeah, it, 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 he taught me that. So huh. it's not something. And I that's knew, your fun fact for the day. That kids. is. Yeah. Thanks Renee. <laughs> On pretty messed up. All right, you guys listen, uh, everybody out there that's tuning in. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Like I said, hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. We love you guys. And, um, Tell your Again, friends. Cheryl, I love you, babe. So proud of you. Can't wait Thanks. to hop on the horn. Yeah. And we'll uh, talk later. Everybody out there, stay safe. Life's finally starting to get back to some kind of normal. And uh, y'all be safe out there until next time on iHeartRadio. Pretty messed up. Deuces. Bye. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.